0: Today on Rooted Daily, we talk about why you can and should rely on the church. Welcome to Rooted Daily, the podcast where in 10 minutes or less, we root you in the Bible so you can grow with God. I'm Brandon Levy, and today we're talking about why we need the church as Christians. If you ask most people where they're going to end up spending eternity, they'll answer heaven, because that's where... Good people end up. But we need to be absolutely certain of what lies ahead of us. And this is important. The Proverbs warn us that what might seem right to us isn't always right, there's a way that appears to be right. But in the end, it leads to death, Proverbs 16.25 tells me. And the Bible says the way of fools seems right to them, but the wise listen to advice in Proverbs 12.15. And the Bible says that all a person's ways seem pure to them, but motives are weighed by the Lord in Proverbs 16.2. There are false ways, and there are many false ways. For example, universalism. The philosophy that any path to God is equally valid is the wrong way. The Bible says, enter through the narrow gate, for wide is the gate and broad is the road that leads to destruction. And many enter through it, but small is the gate and narrow the road that leads to life. And only a few find it in Matthew seven thirteen through 14. Fatalism, the idea that we can't have any control over our obedience to God is the wrong way. The Bible says, Therefore, my brothers and sisters, make every effort to confirm your calling and election. For if you do these things, you will never stumble. 2 Peter 1.10 Denominationalism, the belief that the church of God can be separated, is also a wrong way. The Bible says there's one body and one spirit, just as you were called, the one hope when you were called, one Lord, one faith, one baptism, one God and Father of all, who is over all and through all and in all. Ephesians 4, 4 through 6. There's only one way to heaven, and Christ is that only way. Jesus answered, I am the way and the truth and the life. No one comes to the Father except through me, John 14.6. Now, when we can accept that simple truth, that God knows more than we do, and his ways are higher than our ways, as Isaiah 55 puts it, and we leave the traditions of our past behind to worship God and spirit and truth, at that point, we might end up in something of a paradox. On the one hand, we know. That individually we need to study the Word of God to present ourselves to God as approved. Second 2 Timothy 2:15. Because we can't rely on the wisdom of other people only on God. And on the other hand, we have the church when a group of fallible, imperfect believers come together that God says we should rely on. And how does that work? How can I know I can't rely on other men, only on God, but then be told I should rely on other people? At one point in his ministry, Jesus told his disciples that one of his purposes for coming was to build my church, Matthew 16, 18. And Ephesians tells us that this church was so important to Jesus that he loved the church and gave himself up for her, Ephesians five twenty five. And the church was important to Christ. The church is part of the way and the truth and the life. Part of coming to the Father requires coming to the church. But sometimes when we look to the church, it's easy to question the wisdom in joining. Sometimes when we look to the church, we don't see the kind of faith that the gospel calls me to. Often our disillusionment, With the church is legitimate. Instead of going to church, we're eager to be the church. Instead of being passive spectators of a weekly event, we want to be active disciples for Christ. Instead of listening to a preacher give me life advice, we want to learn from the Word of God and what it tells me and how I can claim eternal life. Instead of being around people who just accept Jesus but don't seem to be living faith centric lives, We want to be around people who can't stop telling the good news of his resurrection. And we look to the early church, and it's easy by reading the New Testament to romanticize the early church. And we don't realize how broken things were then as well. Take Corinth, for example. And the church there was a dysfunctional mess by all accounts, you know, there are factions, harshness, divisions, adultery, uh, lawsuits, divorce, elitism, classism, the neglect of the poor. It all plagued them. And Paul wrote the famous love chapter in 1 Corinthians less as an inspiration and more as a rebuke because each attribute of love was something that the Corinthians, they were missing it. They, they had trampled on the ideal of what Christ's church should be. But And this is an important point. Paul never gave up on the church in Corinth. Instead of walking away, he dug in. As sharply as he corrected them, he also encouraged and prayed for and thanked God for them. Like Jesus, he saw a broken church and he envisioned beauty. He saw a band of misfits and envisioned a radiant, perfected bride. And he knew that God wanted him to participate in loving this church Jesus loves his church at her best and at her worst. He laid down his life for her, as we read in John 10, 11. He will never leave or forsake her in Hebrews 13, 5. He will complete the work he started in her in Philippians 1, 6. In other words, Jesus never looked for more of God by having less of the church. Instead, he married her, according to Ephesians 5. And somebody told me, the, the church isn't a country club for the successful. It's a hospital for the sick. The church is made up of the imperfect, which is good news because that means there's room for me. I don't need another club for when I'm well. I need the church for when I recognize that I'm sick and it's only through the grace of God that I can be healed. And the church is the chosen, beloved bride of Christ. So what does it say about us if the church is good enough for the Father to adopt, for the Spirit to inhabit, and for Jesus to marry, but not good enough for us to join? The wisdom of God says that we need the local church. God tells Christians to rely on the church not because all of our members are perfect, but because they're imperfect. We rely on other Christians not because their wisdom is greater than ours or greater than God's, but because they are imperfect, fallible believers too. And the church is where we can all find a home. Like Paul, we don't back away from the church because of her flaws. We dig in and we help fix them. Do that today. Find something in the church. Find something that's irritating you. Find something that gets under your skin. Find something that you think isn't in line with the word of God and get to work in fixing it. Don't back away from the church because of her flaws, but like Paul, dig in. That'll do it for this episode of Rooted Daily. Thank you so much for watching and I look forward to talking to you next time. Hey, thanks for watching this episode of Rooted Daily. We're praying that you're growing with us as we study the Bible and use God's word as our only foundation. If you appreciate this content and wanna make sure that others see it, subscribe to the podcast on your favorite app and hit the share button. Most importantly, if you're ready to take the next step, repent, be baptized and hand over your life to Jesus, shoot me an email to brandon at rooteddaily.com right now.